Okay, so when you first walk into the McLean Hunter Gallery to your left, um, there's a standing case. So that's going to have um, a discussion about flavors and um, appropriation and adaptations of uh, flavors. So that's where the curry is going, because that's one of the two cases where it could go. <laughs> but also on that, uh, we're just talking about um, the idea of how certain flavors have been used in Canadian culinary culture. So, uh, I mean, British and Canadian cooks like have adapted this, um, like uh, Indian kind of curries. Like you have these, uh, like Mulligatawny soup is is a Anglophone adaptation of that. And we actually have a cookbook that was in the Fisher that specifically mentions that brand of curry. <laughs> so we have that um, in the same case. And then we have some other objects that uh, a little bit more of the um, problematic side of uh, appropriation of flavors and imagery of certain cultures to kind of create this air of exoticism, but without actually, um, I guess, giving respect to those cultures, culinary traditions. <laughs> and then uh, um, in that section on the wall, we're also going to have examples from cookbooks that um, that I guess uh, do, um, like I read of an, an exception to that rule, which is um, they're actually uh, directly crediting the source um, cultures that these recipes came from. There's the CCF uh, cookbook that's also going on display upstairs, so we just have reproductions from that. But that features um, recipes directly from uh, source from immigrant communities and uh, First uh, Nations communities in Canada. So we thought that was pretty unique. And just to show that it's not all doom and gloom, <laughs> that there's a nuance to this. And then in the next case over from that, it's a bit of a similar um, discussion that has the um, culinary essences, because that's also one of the places where they had to go. But that's um, just talking a bit more of the flavor discussion, the idea of um, the creativity that you can really get in flavors. Um, uh, so we, when we, we focus on a few different flavors there, such as like uh, curry, we talk about that again. And uh, pineapple is kind of the main um, canned pineapple, which becomes very popular in the <laughs> mid 20th century. So we have a few recipes that feature that. So um, on the wall, like between the second case and then the corner case, um, we have some uh, reproductions from books that feature, uh, they're all from culinary cookbooks, but they are, none of these um, pages make reference to cooking. They're all showing different domestic duties, such as um, uh, caring for sick family members or how to do laundry and there's even one that's like a list of baby names <laughs> yeah so just kind of showing you just um who these books were made for and just the multiple duties that women are asked to juggle because that's really a theme that's really guiding this is the idea of like resourcefulness and just how do you um how do you uh work with this culinary material when there's like limitations or there's just so much asked of you so that's something that we wanted to focus on there yeah, and then Maybe I guess, the yeah, one. so from there we move into um, one of the really cool things that uh, Liz and Irina had shown us where they have um, some old ration tokens and hand-filled ration booklets from the Second World War. So we thought if we're talking about resourcefulness, um, rationing was a huge deal. Um, so that whole case deals with rationing in the First and Second World War and how much was demanded of women in their, in their own personal space in terms of how, it, how they were expected to give back to the country um, by being resourceful and by watching their budget and watching their family's health. Um, so yeah, that's very much the focus of that case. 
Um, and then from there, we move on to another aspect of resourcefulness in domestic um, sphere, which is technology. And the technology advertisements in these cookbooks are kind of fascinating in terms of how much they're pushed on these women in terms of being time-saving, how much time this will free up for you. But of course, you're just freeing up time to do more housework. There's never <laughs> any indication that it's for you know any kind of personal satisfaction. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the kind of the focus of the next case is very much the the leaps forward in domestic technology over over the years that we're looking at and how much um, they were sold to women as something that if they weren't participating in they were failing almost as as domestics. So yeah. yeah. And um, that's the case where we have the um, we have a rotary hand mixer. Um, so that's something, I guess, uh, rather than whipping by hand, you now have this nice little uh, crank to turn. <laughs> Though, of course, that's still like very much manual labor. And <laughs> we will have an example of that um, on an interactive display that people can use for themselves. So, yeah. And then we also have a, it's called a gem chopper. So this is like a meat grinder, um, very early uh, 20th century. Uh, so this thing, it didn't just grind meat. It has multiple blades for grinding like nuts and fruit. And um, so that's something that we have on display. And we have the accompanying booklets also with mm-hmm. the gem chopper, which is very neat. And we have one pristine copy that's totally new. And then we have one copy that's been heavily used. It's heavily annotated, which is really, really interesting to see all the recipes that this woman put into it. Um, so th- that will also be on display next to the gem chopper. Yeah. And uh, I guess like the final uh, large case, um, that's uh, it's kind of branching off the idea of these technological advertisements to focus on other advertisements, um, mainly in the, the form of uh, like corporate branding. So you have these booklets um, like that would be produced by a company like featuring recipes using their products. So it's a way to like push their products. But these would also be, I guess, cheap resources and easily available resources for women to use. So that's something to think about there too. So, um, but sometimes you see some really strange examples of this. So one object that we have. Um, that we are really we were struggling to fit this into the exhibition but i think it works well here because it's a bean pot but it's branded with the name catelli which is a italian pasta company <laughs> so not and it came with a with a cookbook that doesn't even use the bean pot <laughs> so it's a very strange example but just kind of showing how um trying to get this na- this name brand in into people's kitchens and um uh through any, I guess, any means necessary. <laughs>